You know who I am, but you don't know why I'm here. Season 4, episode 99 of the Funkaholics podcast is coming to you live, guys. And man, this is a special episode. We're here to celebrate the life of Razor Ramon, Scott Hall, who passed too soon. Heaven just got a bad guy. In today's episode, we're going to talk the life highlights of the man that oozes machismo. I'm sorry, guys. I'm having a hard time talking today because this is one that hits me right in the fillers. And I brought a special guest here with me that pretty much feels the same way that I do. Um, We're also going to look into how he helped turn the wrestling world upside down. Before we talk wrestling, the Funkaholics podcast is starting right now. You are now listening to the Funkaholics Podcast. That's right. The Funkaholics Podcast is back. And like I said, this is episode 99. We are going to talk about the living le- or the the legend, Mr. Razor Ramon Scott Hall. I got my boy Chris over here. It's a first time on the podcast for him, and we've been wanting to get you on the podcast, bro, but I just couldn't figure out which one we're going to bring you in for, and the day that you walked into my office and talked to me about Razor, I knew this had to be the one. That's it. So, brother, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you for finally having me. Oh, bro. This was a perfect one to do it. Like I said, you know, we had been trying to find ones. You know, we wanted to talk Pokemon and things like that. But like I said, bro, there was a lot of people that wanted to do this episode for Razor. Yeah. And I just felt. I felt like this one was the one for you. I, I appreciate that. I and. Really do. And the reason behind it, bro, is because I, I saw the way, you know, the way that Razor affected you. I saw how you started digging into um, your wrestling childhood. You started going it through. It all back. Yeah, you yeah. were watching videos. You're collecting <laughs> wrestlers again. Yeah. There was a lot going on. So I definitely wanted to to bring you in on this one and and uh, and, and get it going. Pay homage to the man that, that, that we hold dear in our hearts. So, um. Funkaholic tradition, bro. We pop a beer, and uh, and we do a cheers. Normally, we do a cheers to another great episode, but um, we're gonna do a cheers to to Razor Ramon. Yeah, I'm down. Scott Hall. Scott Hall. <laughs> so we pop the bad that. Guy. <laughs> cheers to the bad guy. Woo! That is good. That is good. All right, so let's get into it. And so, guys, like I said, we're you know we're gonna talk about the highlights. We're not gonna get into what we already know. Um, a lot of the history. We're not. This isn't gonna be a cel- This isn't gonna be like a, a mourning episode. I think we got our opportunity to mourn, and we let time pass. Time heals everything. Um, this is going to be a celebration in the life of Razor Ramon Scott Hall. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, a couple of things, guys, that we're going to go through is highlights, episodes to to look into, documentaries, um, 
greatest matches, uh, things like that. And then we're just going to share some memories that we had from our childhood. Oh, excuse me, of Razor. If time permits, we might introduce a game to Chris and just kind (laughs) of pick his brain and go back and forth. So that's always a blast every time I have someone on here. So a couple of things that we're going to go into. Obviously, Scott Oliver Hall was born October 20th, 1958. And he passed too soon. Yep. March 14th, 2022. Um, one thing that really hit me hard was, number one, I always root for the bad guys. <laughs> you told me yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're like, bro, you're... When I first met you, I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> you're one for the heels. I mean, I loved Ultimate Warrior growing up, but Scott, I Razor Ramon at the time, WWF, when I was growing up. He was one of the main ones that I followed. Something about the dude. He, he, you were just, your eyes were were drawn to him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, he absolutely knew how to market himself. He knew how, I mean, his promos were, were better than anybody else. Today. Right? I mean. They were killer. I mean, he 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 knew how to, he he knew how to talk. He knew. It, it's funny. Uh, a friend, you know, Dan. What's up, guy? What's up, guy? Um, when we were messaging each other about, you know, Razor passing, um, he told me, he goes, he's the guy that, he's the bad guy that you, that you cheer for. Yeah. And normally when it's a bad guy or a heel, like we call in wrestling, you boo him, right? Right. Yeah. So, you know, he, he changed the whole format. He changed the whole, you know, the whole persona of, you know, booing the bad guy. Yeah, yeah, people started rooting for the bad guy. Yeah, you know, exactly. Was... <laughs> you became a fan. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Razor Razor was... So I came in, like, really into wrestling when Razor was at his peak. When he was at his peak. And uh, so I got all, all, the, all the good stuff. You know what I mean? I also got some of the, some of the later stuff, you know. Right. Having some issues, but... I mean, yeah, he was the bad guy. But you couldn't help but love him. Couldn't help but root for him. You know what I mean? Um, he just, he'll always be the bad guy. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Ah, oh, dude, I, when I was a kid, I, I just remember, like, my dad used to look at me. He's like, hey, like, my dad, you know, is the one that kind of brought me into wrestling. And, you know, that was our thing. That was our, you know, thing to do and watch and everything. And I always remember when Razor first got introduced, like, him pulling up in this Cadillac. Um, yeah, yeah. He would talk like uh, Al Pacino. Hey, it's yo. like Scarface. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hey, yo. Um, he, like, his his uh, his promos were hilarious, too. There was one, I remember, he was in a restaurant. And he's all telling this oh, chick, yeah, yeah. like, I got, like, I'm done with you. Like, get out of here. You know what I mean? Like. You know, like telling them, like, "Hey, Maine, you hey, know, Maine. yeah." What you hand me a check for, man? Yeah, what do you what do you hand me a check for? I got people lined up outside the building, you know, yeah. to come over here because they know I'm here. Like, he was just cutting like the coolest promos. And then the other thing that, like, he was a prototypical Vince McMahon wrestler. This dude was like six seven, six eight, two hundred eighty pounds. Yeah. Big hairy chest. He would wear the gold chain. He had the, you know, the vest that stuck out. I mean, the name sold it alone. Razor Ramon. Clothes. 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, he was always decked out. Like, I mean, you couldn't pick a better person for that. Um, Crazy fact, bro, and I'm going to jump a little bit ahead because it's part of one of his highlights, but when Vince McMahon first brought Scott Hall into the WWF, um, they wanted him to be a military character. Oh, really? Yeah, because his father was in the military. So they thought, you've got the military background. Let's just bring you in as that. And at that time, Scott was just like, okay, but let me pitch this idea to you. Yeah. So he was the one that came up with the Razor idea, and he told Vince, like, have you ever watched Scarface? Have you ever seen, you know, and I don't think Vince knew anything about it. But the moment that Scott Hall pitched the character and did like the, you know, did the acting and the promos and, you know, all that, he was totally into it. Yeah, Yeah, he was totally down with it. So that leads me into another thing where we talk about Scott Hall turning the world, the wrestling world upside down. Well, he's a co-founder of the NWO. It is. One of the greatest factions to ever the greatest yeah the greatest you know what i mean to ever be in wrestling history and scott hall was a big part of that so it just tells you the wrestling mind that this guy had yeah yeah he had the foresight he knew exactly where to go and how to get there exactly i mean that's like this dude could see into the future you know what i mean even other characters man didn't i mean he he basically wrote the persona for Sting and for, for other characters, man. Yeah, exactly. He was a genius. The um one of the things that I love the most is like watching like all these other these other wrestlers when they talk about Scott Hall. One, they say that this dude was like the most loving person ever. He would give you the shirt off of his back. And we'll get into a couple of stories about how he did that for other wrestlers. Um Kevin Nash, that's like his, that's his road dog. You know what I mean? That's his, that's his partner in crime. I mean, you couldn't, you couldn't say Scott Hall or you couldn't say Kevin Nash without having Scott Hall next to it and vice versa. In their careers, they, they were together pretty much since the beginning. Yeah, exactly. They, um, they, they did a lot. They accomplished a lot. I mean, they took the wrestling world by storm. You know what I mean? WCW, like. Thank God for the Monday Night Wars and everything because that gave Scott Hall, Kevin Nash, Eric Bischoff the whole opportunity to start this faction. I mean, you had a you had a guy that was given an, uh, a blank checkbook, right. and he could just pull whoever he wanted. And I mean, how fucking genius was it to pull Razor, turn him into Scott? We got the WCW fucking invasion, you know, where he cuts one of the greatest fucking promos. Yeah. You know, just like in the introduction of the podcast where I was saying, you know who I am, but you don't know why I'm here. Dude, that they fucking win bananas. And you and you would think that was the the fucking peak, like the highlight, like the bar was so fucking high. Like, how do you beat that? (laughs) You know what I mean? But he did, like, and they did. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, it's, uh, it's, it's fucking nuts, and it just, it's you just 
people have a better understanding of why you know this 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 character is so he's like a fucking magnet you know what i mean you're drawn to him yeah um it's just, like, I, I I could go on and on, bro, about the times where I just fucking lost my shit when this dude like came out and everything. Because uh, when he was when I found out that he was leaving WWF, we, we didn't have internet and shit like that. You know what I mean? Internet was maybe barely starting up, but there was no stories being broken or anything like that. Everything was just like hearsay. You know what I mean? Right. So there was nothing that you could really believe. And then the moment that you had to watch to find out. Exactly. You had to and watch to find to, out. You had to be there. Um, yeah, he was. He was something. Man. Yeah. The other great thing about wrestling too was kayfabe was being lived to the fullest. You know what I mean? Like these wrestlers would literally be in character twenty four seven. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it's um. Uh, the moment that 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 he that he left WWF and then showed up on WCW because at that time I mean I was watching this shit like I would be watching Raw's War, but I would be recording Monday Night Nitro so that I could catch and be up to date on everything or vice versa. Like if Monday Night Nitro was getting hot, then I was recording Raw's War. You know what I mean? <laughs> and and at that time, dude, when when Razor left and went to WCW as Scott Hall, I was watching a lot more Monday Night Nitro as opposed to, you know, Raw's War. Oh, yeah. My heart was still there, you know what I mean? Like, it, it, was, it, was, it was a great time for wrestling. Um, but, like, you know, we'll go into a bunch of those other ones, and I'll share more, more stories of, of what I remember. But um, some of his career highlights... Uh, he started wrestling in 1984. Um, the wrestling names that he went by, Starship Coyote. I don't know about that one. <laughs> I think that one was like an AWA one or CWA or uh, one of those one of those wrestling uh, one of those wrestling entities. But and then we obviously had Scott Hall, uh, one of the greatest ones. We had Razor Ramon. Yeah, uh, I mean legendary Diamond Stud. Diamond Stud with Diamond Dallas. It's funny. So I was watching some video, and like I said, I listened to a lot of stories of these wrestlers. Diamond Dallas Page was sharing the story, and they asked him, they're like, where did Diamond Diamond Stud come from? Well, Diamond Dallas Page said, when I looked at this guy, he was a stud. Well, Kimberly, who was his wife at the time, she was one of the Nitro girls. Yeah. And she told him, she's like, you call everybody stud. And and his, and his everybody went. So S- Scott Hall always gave or gave DDP the nickname Dally. Well, Kimberly would call him that as well. And she's like, Dally, you give, you call everybody a stud. And he's like, no, Kimberly, like you got to see this guy. Kimberly laid her eyes on him for the first time. And she's like, oh, my God, this guy is gorgeous. You need to call him Diamond Stud. You know what I mean? So the name stuck. And Diamond Stud was a manager for Diamond Dallas Page in the beginning. Oh, right. right. Then they started, you know, he started getting to do matches and stuff like that. It's kind of like the same 
that AEW is riding right now with MJF and Wardlow. Wardlow is a manager for MJF, and now Wardlow is getting matches and things like that. So it's kind of like a similar story, and it's like, you know, uh, wrestling history being uh, rewritten. Um, But um, that was one of the the cool things that I I love hearing those stories. You know what I mean? And then especially when you get the background from the name. I mean, that makes it ten times better. Yeah, I had no idea why they called him the stud. Yeah. Why they came up with that name. (laughs) I mean, I knew Diamond because it's... Right, because Diamond Dallas Page, DDP, right. yeah. Um, he um, he was co-founder of NWO and The Outsiders, so we, we, we talked about that. Um, I did tell the story. He pitched uh, the Razor Ramon to Vince McMahon um, because of his dad's military background. They wanted him to be a military character, which thank God they never went through with that. No disrespect to his father or anything like that, but the, the razor Ramon character was just so much more. And it, it, it brought him up to, to who he is. You know what I mean? Yeah. You just talk about how, how they introduced Hulk Hogan. I mean, how they introduced him in the, in the, uh, in the match where he leg drops, macho man. Right. Comes out. I mean, that was, that was the moment. That was the moment for me that I knew. Like this is the guy that I want to be like. Like I, I love watching him. I loved everything about him. Yeah. But that's that was the moment for me. Yeah, the third man. The third man. <laughs> Everybody throwing their trash into the ring. Oh, like, dude, that was so crazy. Um, yeah. <laughs> There's still look on Macho Man's face too. Like, oh yeah. Was, I mean, everything. Was, <laughs> that, that whole that whole situation was amazing. Yeah. So. Talking about like a heel turn and everything. I mean. That was probably like one of the ultimate fucking heel turns ever. Yeah, I mean, and we get a lot of them, but that was, like I said, that that was the one for me. Oh yeah, Mercy agrees. <laughs> <laughs> um, we've got we've got when he broke kayfabe, and this was with the click at Madison Square Gardens. So this was right around the time where Razor and Diesel, Kevin Nash, were leaving. And what happened was Razor had a feud going on with Shawn Michaels. Well, they call them dark matches because they happen after the show cuts. And Razor Ramon, Shawn Michaels, Kevin Nash, and Triple H all met in the center of the ring and they hugged. Yeah. And it was like a big, like what the fuck's going on? You know, all we know all these wrestling fans, they take everything to heart. Right. That was one of those moments, a real moment when, when, when you kind of see these guys show how much they care about each other. Yeah. The camaraderie and everything. Right. Um, and at that time they didn't want anybody seeing that. Because, you know, again, kayfabe and how they live by it and everything. So, um, but that's what opened up the doors and that's what started the whole WCW invasion and everything. So that's one of the things that led up to it. Um, he put one, two, three kid over. Um, if you ever listen to Xbox podcast, he always pays homage to, to Scott. Um, he helped make his career. You know what I mean? We had the uh, 
we had the match where nobody knew shit about one, two, three kid. And all of a sudden he beats razor. Like, you know, nobody saw that coming, but that was Scott always putting the business first. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Putting the business first, but also seeing talent. Um, I watched, uh, I watched an episode where Kevin Nash was, was talking and they asked him, they're like, why didn't, why didn't Scott ever get like a title run? And we're talking about the world heavyweight championship. Kevin Nash said, Scott was too busy putting, putting people over. If he saw talent in you or if he felt, (coughs) excuse me, if you're, if he felt you were going to go somewhere, he's going to give you all the opportunities in the world. What better way, you know, to do that or to be known, yep. you know, and it's, uh, I would have loved to see the world heavyweight title around him. Yeah. Too bad we never got to see it because it would have been interesting to see the way he would have ran with it. What he would have came up with. But that only, yeah, exactly. But that almost makes the the story about him like. A million times better. You know what I mean? It it showed his heart uh, who he was. Yeah. You know? And I mean, that's that's part of the reason why, you know, we fell in love with the bad guy. Because, yeah, he was was the bad guy. Like, he was the guy that came out and flicked his pick at you. Right. You know what I mean? But (laughs) in the end, you knew who he was. Like, yeah. And that that just add that just adds more to his legendary status because he didn't need that title to be recognized. Yeah. I mean, he did so great with the Intercontinental title. Yeah. He was one of the first ones to hold both of them. Oh yeah. That's you know that's another thing that we'll that we'll get into. Um, the matches to watch. So Funkaholics, if you guys, if for those of you guys that don't know Razor or Scott Hall, um. And you want to get to know him, Peacock is a great way to check him out. Um, there's DVDs out there that are just specifically tailored to him. Um, oh, it's yeah. about him. Peacock's got all the all the old school wrestling matches, all of them. It's pretty awesome. So some of the so some of the lists that I ran down, um, and I'll give you guys the years and everything, um, and and how to watch them, but so. We had the 1993. It's the first IC t- title shot versus Rick the Model Martel. Another great character. So you got two heels going against each other. But technically, eh, a Razor's really not a heel. You know what I mean? Yeah. All right, he's, he's the heel that everybody loves. <laughs> um, this was right around the time where WWF was going through the steroid trials. And Shawn Michaels was one that had tested... And received a suspension. Oh, that's right. Yes. And that's when they, they took his belt. Yeah. I remember that. So yeah. that's where Rick Martel had a tie, had the IC title. Razor wrestled him for it. Won it. But the genius that we love, Vince McMahon, was already saying, like, Sean's going to be suspended, but he's going to come back. We're going to start a storyline where Sean returns and starts saying, I'm the real IC champion because you never took it off of me. You know what I mean? I was stripped of it because 
Yeah. Dude, this, is, this is definitely going down memory lane. That oh, was, yeah. Yeah, that was pretty awesome. Then, 1994, almost a year later, we get the ladder match versus Shawn Michaels. Also where I fell in love with Shawn Michaels, man. Sorry. There you go. I mean. Shawn Michaels was bad at it, bro. He, like, talking about another iconic moment is when he fucking kicked Marty Jannetty through the fucking barbershop window. He wasn't the biggest guy, but he was, I mean, I love to see the, what he could do, with, especially against some of these bigger guys. Right? <laughs> Shawn Michaels, oh, man, he was he was another great. Um, So we get the 94... We get the 94 ladder match. Um, uh, Razor wins. He holds up both IC titles. I mean, it, th- this match was was up there with some of the greats. I mean, we're we're talking the uh, the Montreal Screwjob. We're talking Macho Man versus Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Um, I mean, it's this. This is one of those greatest matches that's that's way up there in wrestling history. Um, nineteen ninety four, we get we get the brothers going against each other, man. We get the match with with him against Diesel. This was the time where WWE WWF um they were bringing in the sport. They were bringing in the the the, the sports. Stars, I guess we can yeah. call them, or sports superstars, whatever. So, like, like Rodman and all them. Yeah, right. this was this was the one where Razor had Walter Payton sweetness <laughs> in his corner, and fucking Diesel had Shawn Michaels. Oh, so this is the one where Shawn Michaels showed up, you know, to the ring, was running around. Walter Payton was chasing him around and shit. Finally got a hold of him. Like it, it's just a great match. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's yeah. just. Who would have thought that Razor would have been put together with one of the most sweetest fucking NFL football players right. to ever exist? You know what I mean? Like the sweet guy, the bad guy. Yeah, the sweet guy, the bad guy. <laughs> um, nineteen ninety six, we got the WCW invasion. That's where everything fucking slowly, like the wrestling world, was starting to tilt. Yeah. <laughs> and Razor Ramon was the one fucking underneath it, turning it. You know what I mean? Um, 1996. You talked about this, Chris. This was one of the ones where your re- your world got turned upside down. Yeah this this was this was it. Yeah, <laughs> this was the they called it the third man. Um, I believe it was Scott that was going up against Macho Man, and after the match was over, Hulk Hogan goes and fucking drops three le- three leg drops on Macho Man. The fucking crowd went bananas, and the way that Kevin and Scott Hall were pitching this, like they kept saying, "There's, there's a third man. There's a third man. He's coming." You know, blah blah blah. Nobody had no fucking clue that it was going to be Hulk Hogan. Well, the whole time too, Hulk Hogan was always the good guy. Exactly. I mean, That's was, all you know him as. Yeah. <laughs> this was the moment. Like, I mean. 1996, man. That was that was the year. That was the moment that bad guy took over for everybody, basically. Yeah. I mean, and I mean, he took off. Well, I don't even know if he, what he was wearing, but I remember he put the NWO shirt, shirt on. Yep. And that was it. 
And then that's when Hulk Hogan made the announcement, and he's just like, oh, I'm the third man, and you can now call... He's all, this is now the beginning of the New World Order, and... And that guy, I'm like, he's promised. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, I remember sitting there, and I was, I was in high school at the time, and I was fucking losing my shit. I was like, what the fuck is going on? I mean, what better way... To really blow the minds of fucking fan of wrestling fans, than to take the most iconic good guy you never ever would think that Hulk Hogan would go bad. Right. He was the guy that was always telling you to say your prayers, take your vitamins. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Hulkamania. Yeah, Hair, like everything changed. Everything changed. <laughs> I mean, he came out with the black goatee and everything. Crazy thing about it, Kevin Nash. Scott Hall idea. Yeah. They pitched it to Hogan, and Hogan was just like, let's fucking do it. It's time. And, I mean, they recognized Hulkamania. It wasn't necessarily dying, but at that time, fans were looking for something new. They were looking for a change. They gave it to him. You know what I mean? Like... (laughs) <laughs> How fucking crazy. Oh my god. You know what I mean? Ah, I just where, get where would wrestling even be without that moment? Bro, I can't even I can't even think or I I would I wouldn't even be able to like who, who knows? Like what would wrestling be without NWO? That's a scary fucking thought. I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that's yeah, man. That's a that, that, that's an interesting thought. You know what? We might have to throw that one around and just see like what people would think. But I don't know, man. That's I don't think anybody would want to think about that one. <laughs> then we got 1996, one of the greatest tag team matches I've ever watched. We had the Outsiders versus the Harlem Heat for the tag team titles. This was a fucking great match, and I think this is right around the time when Sensational Sherry, Scary Sherry. Um, I can't remember if she, I think she was managing the Harlem Heat at the time on WCW because a lot of the WWF wrestlers had transitioned over to WCW. So we had a lot of great wrestling going on at that time. Then we had the 2002 match, uh, WrestleMania 18 versus Stone Cold. Oh yeah. Dude. One of the other things that I loved about Scott Hall so much was one, the way he would like act like he's scared with people, you know what I mean? Grabbing the toothpick, flicking it in their face. Um, bro, there was even one where before you know, bef- uh just real quick, but there was a match that Razor Ramon had with or he might have been Scott Hall at the time. I can't I he was going against Brett the Hitman Hart. Well, you know how Bret the Hitman Hart would always, before the match started, he'd take off his glasses and he'd hand them to his kid? <laughs> Razor or Scott Hall went to that kid, <laughs> took the glasses, bro, and just, I think he ripped them in half or something oh, like man. that. And everybody was just like, what the <laughs> fuck is he doing? You know what I mean? Like, all that just to get, like, a, you know, to get a get a pop yeah. out of the crowd. Reaction. You know what I mean? Um, but the match, so... Where I was leading to with the with the WrestleMania 18 match with Stone Cold Steve Austin is he could fucking sell. 
like Stone Cold would drop the Stone Cold stunner on him, and this dude would like fucking like he would take the hit, and then you would see like he literally is like looks stunned, but then he would like do like a flip, like he he's like a great seller, like the way Ric Flair was. Right. You know what I mean? Like, you see those matches with Ric Flair where he'll fucking hit every ring post before he falls. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Like, it, it, it was just, like, great entertainment, you know? People always like, oh, why are you so addicted with wrestling? And I'm like, dude, that's my fucking man soap. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. So, <clears throat> some documentaries to watch. The ESPN documentary. That one's It's a good documentary But it shows the bad side of Of Razor Of Scott Hall Yeah It um It shows the alcohol abuse The drug abuse You know what I mean It show It It's not the greatest documentary To Commemorate him Yeah to commemorate him Yeah you know what I mean? Um, it was a. Uh, I remember watching it. My heart was just fucking crushed. You know what I mean? Because it was like, it was nothing but bad. You know what I mean? It showed what his son went through. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? It just, it just, it, it didn't, it didn't represent him in a good way. You know what I mean? Um. The other one that we, <coughs> excuse me, guys. Uh, the other one is the resurrection of Jake the Snake Roberts. That one's an amazing one. Um, it almost felt like Scott Hall and Jake the Snake were like one in the same. Yeah. Um, you know they they show the 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 ups and downs of Jake the Snake. You know during this documentary, DDP is an amazing person. I mean, not only does he save wrestlers, but he saves people too. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of videos out there people submitting that going change through i mean i'm i'm living proof um i started doing ddp yoga and it really improved my health you know what i mean um he took he took a lot of these guys in like you said to to help them talk fix fix their relationships fix their you know abuse issues substance abuse whatever exactly he was he's a genuine guy too oh yeah Talking about a wrestling angel, you know what I mean, Uh, for these guys to have. um, I remember I didn't see it coming because when you see the title, you think it's all about Jake the Snake Roberts. No idea that Scott Hall is going to pop in there. Um, They show it in the episode, you know, uh, there's Razor or Scott Hall. Um, Diamond Dallas hears that he's doing bad, you know. Scott Hall would even say, he goes, my breakfast was a bottle of vodka. Yeah. And for that dude's size and for him to be drinking like that and, and everything, you know what I mean? It just, you know, it's scary. Kind of blame the company. Too. Not blame him, but they played a part in it, too. I mean, they uh-huh. they kind of let him do what he was doing. And they tried to make promos out of that, too. Right. You know, last call, Scott Hall. and Yeah, man. <clears throat> That was one that I that I I thought that was just like a fucking big slap in the face. And then they in that ESPN documentary they show that asshole and we'll and we'll we'll get to that one. Um but uh Sorry, I keep jumping ahead of they, Oh no, <laughs> you're good, bro. 
when they showed him pulling up in a fucking wheelchair, the struggle he was going through, the way that he oh, yeah. looked on that, you know, on that on that documentary, yeah. it was crushing. But I mean, for the fact that so Diamond Dallas Page said, I will do anything for these guys. He goes, and Scott and Jake the Snake, I owe my wrestling life to. They taught me so much. Diamond Dallas Page, bro, didn't start wrestling till he was like 40-some years old. Yeah. That's way past your wrestling prime. But he pulled it off. <laughs> I mean, he was such a great wrestler. It's not too late for you, bro. Right? It's not too late. I, I, for me, it might be too late, bro. I could be a manager, maybe. <laughs> um, and then another one, guys, to watch. And this kind of tells you where it, where you can see Scott Hall needs all the help in the world is the 2011 Hall, uh, house show. And, and you said it, Chris. Last was, call Hall, right? Yeah, that was, that was, that was rough. Um, that showed him and his son and everything. Yeah. And on, on this one, guys, I'm not going to, you know, say the whole thing or, you know, uh, tell you guys about the whole thing, but it's, it's extremely hard to watch. It's very hard to watch. Um, you can see him peeking through the curtain, guys carrying him in. One of the biggest beefs that I had though, bro, was the wrestling promoter. I, that dude's a piece of shit. Um, he's he basically told ESPN he's like, I knew Scott Hall maybe a day, but I had to give the fans what they paid for. If you know this guy is fucked up and inebriated, and and it kind of sucks because Scott Hall was lying to himself at the time. He's like, I was on new medication. No, he. He wanted his money right at the beginning because he wanted to buy alcohol. He was asking for beer in the backstage and everything, and like nobody offered anything to him. The fact, the way that he walked into the ring, he couldn't even cut the promo. The fans were fucking booing him, talking shit to him. Like he said, I just came out of the hospital. They're like, oh, because you relapsed. Like the disrespect, you know what I mean? Yeah. For a legend. Right. Here's the guy that literally made wrestling what it is. Exactly. And that's how he's treated. Yeah. And they shit all over him. Then these fucking wrestlers attack him, knock the shit out of him. You know what I mean? And then they're picking him up. They're doing all this shit. And it's like the last image that they show of him is him laying down on the fucking ring, giving the finger to everybody. And that's not... You don't want to remember your legend like that. Yeah, man. You know what I mean? It's uh that's what I was saying, guys. That one it's it's a it's a rough one to watch, but I mean if you want to know everything inside and out of Scott Hall, that is definitely something to watch. It's you know, it it's uh for for wrestling fans who hold him dear in the heart, it's it's uh it's a kick in the nuts. Um but like I said, you know, it's just a part of of his of his journey. You know what I mean? So that one, that one's out there, guys, if you guys want to check that out. Also, guys, I didn't put it down on the list, but there is an NWO uh, DVD out there. And I believe it's also on Peacock on the WWE app. Yeah, it's it's uh, like NWO Legends. or I remember it, it is on there. Cool. I remember exact, 
exact title, but it is there. Yeah. So you got like all the timelines of that. You got some of the greatest matches. You got like, I mean, there's a lot going on on there, guys. So if you guys want to get a lot of history of NWO and also um, what was going on with Scott Hall, that's a that's a great one to watch. Um, guys, we're gonna kind of take it into a little bit of a dark time for Scott Hall. Um, I believe this is where he started going down that path. So. Scott Hall was charged with second-degree murder at the age of 25. Um, He was working at a bar. Um, He had found out that there was some guy, I think, fucking with his car, busting his windows or destroying his car or something like that. So Scott Hall went outside to confront him. Um, And he says that when he went to confront the guy, he hit the guy and then he saw the guy going for his gun. Scott Hall got it away from him, blasted him right in the head. I think that was probably definitely the moment that I mean, it kind of started for him. Yeah. How do you, with, I think that was one of the demons that was living inside of him. Dude, without, without counseling, without, you know, getting the proper treatment to deal with that kind of thing mentally. Right. Like, yeah. I mean, it's understandable. And, and like, <clears throat> he said, and he said in the documentary, he's like, I, I never went into counseling. I never talked to any about it. I never, he never exercised that demon. You know what I mean? Yeah. He, um, I kind of, I kind of tend to believe this is where all the darkness inside of him started. You know what I mean? And then what wrestling could have been the escape, but then also we all know how these wrestlers live. I mean, when you're when you're with the WWF, that's a 364, 365-day job. Yeah. You're traveling on the road. You're doing matches. You're taking bumps. You're, you're traveling with, you know, your best buds, and you're, and you're having a great time. You're drinking, not thinking about anything. Like you said, you know, doing lines, whatever you're doing. Right? Steroids. <laughs> you got these big, gigantic, you know, built bodies. A lot of women were into that at that time. I mean, they still are. These guys are getting chased by women. You know what I mean? Like, there's a, there's a lot going on. So I kind of think this is where the path started, where, you know, the alcohol, the drugs, and everything became, um, you know, a whole part of the thing. But yeah. um, crazy to find out that that's, that's, that's kind of like where it started. Um, Diamond Dallas Page talked about multiple relapses for Scott Hall. Um Stephanie McMahon, Vince McMahon's daughter, she's part of the company. She also made an announcement saying, we love Razor. We love Scott Hall. We did everything in our power. Like, we paid six, seven-digit numbers to get him in rehab. You know what I mean? I believe it. I mean... Vince was the kind of guy that, yeah, he loved for you to put on a show, but he never wanted you to get hurt. Right. You know? I mean, he would get mad at these guys when they would get too crazy. Exactly. See, that's one of the things. That's one of the the bad things about... There's a lot of fans out there that were former WWF or WWE fans, and now all of a sudden they're AEW because, you know, 
uh, Tony Khan hugs every single fucking wrestler that joins his company. Yeah. I got nothing against AEW, but it is frustrating when I hear people shitting on Vince McMahon. Right. Vince McMahon cares deeply for these wrestlers, and you hear it from every single wrestler. Even if it was a bad breakup, you will still hear from that wrestler saying, if they offered me a contract, would I go back? Absolutely, because I know he cares. You know what I mean? And if Vince McMahon wanted to be a fucking asshole, he could hold on to every single fucking wrestler. Yeah. If you want to... See what kind of person Vince was. Rewatch the the uh, Hell in a Cell match with Undertaker and Mankind. And, and Mankind, exactly. It was bloody, it was nasty, and you could tell on the end of it, Vince was pissed. Oh yeah, that's why to this day we don't see a lot of blood blood matches, and when it does happen, he's fucking pissed. Yeah, like these wrestlers know that they're gonna fucking get an earful when they get back to the you know behind the curtains. Yeah. Um. And it's, you know, that's that's part of the world that, that, I mean, we love the hardcore matches and things like that. You know what I mean? So, um, you want to see that, but then you want, you also understand where Vince is coming from. And that's his family. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so, we know that DDP was the one that reached out to Scott Hall. Told him, you know, let me bring you in. Let's, you know, let's get you right. And they did. Scott Hall was doing amazing. He wasn't drinking anymore. He was getting involved with his son. He was bringing his son up, and they were they were doing. Uh, he was he was teaching him wrestling. Yeah. I mean, he was learning look his, everything. Look at his son now. Isn't his son wrestling in Japan? I believe so. I mean, <clears throat> he's yeah. gonna be a future WWE yeah, star. They, they definitely <laughs> started to mend their the brokenness. Oh yeah. Because we saw in that ESPN documentary, of course, they play all the bad shit. But, you know, we're hearing from this kid. I saw my dad maybe once a month. Yeah. If I was lucky, you know. And the crazy thing about it, though, is every time this dude was in the hospital, his son was the one to visit him. I love the way that they put that in there. You know what I mean? It's, his son never gave up on him. Um, Kevin Nash, talking about a great friend. He wouldn't allow... Scott to drink once he got, you know, once he became sober, got healthy, you know, started doing all these things. And then the fall in March, um, apparently he felt so bad that he fractured his hip and he needed a full replacement. So when they did the full replacement, he developed uh, blood clots. Then after that, after the surgery, which led to the heart attacks, life support and life support. <clears throat> it's it's sad. It really is sad because here's this guy that's, like you said, was six eight, you know, two eighty, massive, you know, dropping down, twelve foot ladders, right? You know, dropping over the ring, over the ropes, and yeah, just just to see him have to go through that. You know, but I mean, I guess that's what he put his body through, you know, but yeah. still it's it's tough. It was hard to see. A lot of these wrestlers, bro, they sacrifice their bodies and everything, you know, for entertainment. Um, you know, it really is an entertainment industry. When you hear these fan or you hear other people outsiders, they say like all oh, wrestling's fake and shit like that. Like, get in there. Go do what they do. Right. You won't make it one fucking practice. Take, take, take a 
Take a bump. Take one chest slap. Yeah, take one chest slap. <laughs> take one from Ric Flair. Oh, I gosh. dare you. <laughs> you can hear that, that slap across the uh, across the arena. Right? <laughs> um, but, I mean, Razor Ramon, Scott Hall, he was larger than life, man. And for... For the outpour and everything that we see, you know, like, I saw a lot of upset fans. Like, I saw so many people, you know, rest in peace, you know, to the bad guy. And Oh, dude. I mean, even even today, you get on yeah. Facebook, you get on Instagram, and even today, you see a bunch of memorials, a bunch of people just paying homage to the man. Yeah. You know, he was loved. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Extremely loved. He's, um... He's one that we'll never forget. You know what I mean? They 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 say legends never die, and I truly believe that. When when I found out that he was on, he was in the hospital, and he was on life support, dude. I was telling everybody that would listen to me. I was like, Razor used to come in and say hello to the bad guy. Well, I'm not saying goodbye to the bad guy. You know what I mean? Yep. Um, he had some of the greatest, you know. Uh, to get the crowd going, you know what I mean? And that's one thing is you always want the crowd engaged with you. Every time he would come out, you know what I mean? And he would say, you know, are you here to see the good guys? We're talking about, uh, what was it, NWO or WCW? And then uh, once they, you know, they yelled whoever, then he's like, oh, oh God, I'm going blank. But he would say, um, survey says... You know, mark one down for the for the good guys or mark one down for the bad guys or you know what I mean? And he was like he could always engage. He was one that could always like interrupt a promo. I know there was times where he interrupted uh Mr. Perfect. Uh he interrupted Macho Man, you know what I mean? Like basically calling him out and telling him like, you know, who the fuck are you? You know what I mean? Like, I'm Razor Ramon. Like, you know what I mean? Like, just, you know. One of the crazy things, too, that I had no fucking clue, bro. But when I was going down the timeline and I was, uh, you know, walking down my memory lane of Razor Ramon, um, he was a tag team partner with fucking Mr. Perfect, Kurt Hennig. He was. Yeah. They cut a promo, bro, where they were coming out of the pool and they were all talking about their fucking (laughs) build bodies and shit. (laughs) It was fucking cheesy because they even did like a rap. Oh, no. It was horrible, <laughs> but it was fucking entertaining. You know what I mean? <laughs> Isn't that what wrestling is, bro? That's what wrestling. <laughs> yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Oh man, is there any memories, bro, or anything that that you want to share? I know I've been fucking talking forever. <laughs> I think we hit on everything, man. Like I said, he was just he was just the guy for me, and for me and and my brother. You know, when we used to throw each other against the bed and throw each other against the wall. And, yeah. I mean, it was, he was, you know, he was wrestling then. Yeah. So, I don't know, man. One of you was <laughs> Razor Ramon and then the other <laughs> one was. <laughs> yeah. I was always big sexy because I was bigger. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. Right on, guys. Well, I hope you guys like that little uh, tribute, you know, that, that that we paid to Razor. You know, we a wrestler that's larger than life and 
and uh and and had so many amazing attributes to to wrestling um and i say that globally because that's you know he he wasn't specifically wwf wcw he, he was wrestling you know what i mean um he gave back a lot you hear so many stories so if there's any you know i i recommend guys listening to podcasts interviews um rick flair gave an awesome tribute to him um hulk hogan did hulk hogan gave one kevin nash you know you want to know anything listen to kevin nash because he knows everything about this guy diamond dallas page he's one of the greatest storytellers and he has so many with so many different wrestlers but he's got a lot of great stories about scott hall so guys we're gonna uh we're going to go ahead and end the, the, the tribute. We're going to jump into a quick game. We're going to get to know Chris, our special guest over here on today's episode. So we're going to play our fun game called Pod Decks, which is Would You Rather or What the Heck? So you're in the hot seat, bro. All right. <laughs> All right. So we're going to gonna shuffle these up and we've played this game a lot so there might be some duplicates but if it's a good one we're gonna go we're gonna roll with it so touch a card pull out a card right there bro and then and we'll read it all right have you ever been electrocuted (laughs) i grew up on a farm man so uh, (laughs) a lot of times huh cattle fencing cattle prides all the time nice (laughs) I have been electrocuted myself, uh, <laughs> stuck a key in a fucking socket when I was a baby. So good old parenting from my father. <laughs> Go ahead and grab another one, bro. And everybody's already heard that story, so we're not going to tell that one again. <laughs> All right. Oof. Ah, we're going to skip that one. <laughs> that bad, huh? Uh, we've done that one multiple times, and everybody's heard that story from me. Okay, this is an interesting one. We haven't done this one. Is cereal soup? Why or why not? Soup. Yeah, it's soup. You got a, you got solid particles in a liquid. Okay, it's a soup. Just like you have cold soups like gazpachos, right? It's a soup. You are a chef, so a I mean, so okay, all right, it's a soup. <laughs> um, I will agree in saying that it's a sweet soup. There you go. <laughs> well, depending on what you get. Like, I mean, if you got just, like, fucking no. Wheaties in there or something. It's... I'm, a, I'm a plain Cheerio and milk guy. No sugar. Plain Cheerio? Really? That's that's my jam. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I got to have a little bit of sugar in there, bro. Give me some flavor. <laughs> All right. Let's do another one. All right. What do we got here? Do you have a favorite coffee mug? If so, what's on it or what makes it your favorite? Do you have a favorite coffee mug? Okay. Actually, my talk to me about it. My wife's mother just got it for me, so my mother-in-law just got it for me. It's like this really cool camping mug. It's one of those old-school metal ones that you can literally throw on the floor and it will never break. Okay. Because I constantly break mugs. Yeah. So, yeah. Big old mitts, dude. I'm always breaking them. <laughs> so her mom got me that metal mug, and <clears throat> I love it. Very cool. Right on. I like that. Um, I do have one. Um, my 
birthday is right around Dia de los Muertos. So my dad found me a Sugar Skull coffee mug. Oh, cool. And I I drink everything with it. Like right tea, on. coffee, whatever. My Yoohoo. <laughs> my Nestle Gotta Quick. I love the <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's grab another one. All right, so let's see what we got here. I don't like that face, man. Have you ever had a weird Uber experience? I, I can't say that I have. I, I don't even think I've ever Ubered anywhere. No? No. I did it once. My buddy Jason, the conversation that the driver were having was <laughs> off the wall, but I I'm... can only imagine the kind of people you meet in an Uber. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm I mean, not Jose, saying don't do it. Don't go Jose Uber was an Uber driver, so I mean that just makes oh, it awkward great. all alone. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's pull another one. All right, let's see what we got here. If you could bring one famous person back from the dead, who would you pick? Dang, this is rough. Given what we just talked about, I'd love to see Scott Hall. Yeah. Close runner-up would be Robin Williams. Nice, dude. Just miss that guy. Yeah. Misses his his movies. Excellent choice. I would say um, Scott Hall myself. um, I almost had the opportunity to meet him. Did you really? Yeah. Well, it was coming up, bro. WrestleMania. We were going to go to WrestleCon, and he was going to be one of the ones there. One of the special guests. Oh, man. Yeah. Missed him by a couple of weeks. But he gave me more than just a signature or someone to meet. You know what I mean? He gave me a lot of great memories of wrestling. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, runner up, Chris Farley. Oh, man. He reminds me of me. <laughs> I miss that guy. I know, dude. He's so fucking awesome. You ever see the uh, that tribute that Adam Sandler did on SNL? Yes. Oh, man. Yeah. Talk about waterworks, bro. Right? That dude had some of the most, like, I mean, just the greatest movies, man. Tommy Boy. uh, Was it Black Sheep? No. Yeah? Yeah. Um, Uh, Beverly Hills Ninja. Yeah. Swinging from the top of the (laughs) (laughs) the Uh, I mean, just so many grades from that guy. And, I mean, he could have done so much more. You know what I mean? I would have loved to see a comedy with like him and Kevin Hart. Dude, for such a big guy, like he moved around. Yeah, he was athletic, bro. <laughs> flipping and somersaulting. Yeah, he could do some really cool shit. All right, so let's pull another one. All right, what Guinness World Record do you think you could break in the future? In the future? <laughs> I, have no, I have no idea. I'm not talented. <laughs> I mean, you put a, I could play the guitar and like different stuff, but I'm not talented like that. Like, Bro, there's got to be some type of record you could break, like with the guitar or even <laughs> cooking. <laughs> I, I Make the world's biggest pizza or something. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. This is so. Oh God! For me, <laughs> fuck. What would it be? You 
if you keep going the way you're going, you're going to break the record on how many figures and pops you have. Man. Jesus. I don't, yeah. I don't know, bro. I still think there's someone out there in the world that's probably fucking got me beat tenfold. I haven't met him. Um, <laughs> I would try to, like, do something stupid, like how many footballs I could throw into a trash can, or I don't know. There's got to be, I mean, there's a record for everything, right? So there's one thing I, I know I, like, uh, when we were, uh, I, fuck it, I still even play to this day, but uh, Mercy has a little stuffed basketball. So I'll try and shoot that into, like, a little bucket, see how many times I can make it in a row, you know what I mean? So, yeah, I would that that'd probably be, like, a, a world record that I would want to break. Uh, let's do one more what the heck And then we'll get into um, Another one We'll go into Would you rather What slogan or jingle got stuck in your head forever <laughs> You should know a lot of them bro With, I mean, with the little kiddos <laughs> I mean but I think back To like my childhood You know Okay to a slim gym or, uh, You know You had to go macho man huh <laughs> I like it <laughs> Oh man, there's a uh, so uh, God uh, a jingle for me. Probably one that stayed stuck in my head for like a really long time is like Mighty Morphin Power Rangers oh, yeah. or Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> Uh, you know, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Turtles in a Half Shell, <laughs> Turtle Power. Um, that song will always stick in my head, probably till the day I die. Um, dude, these kids these days they don't know jingles. They man. don't, bro. They what do they got? They got like Baby Shark. Yeah, Baby Shark. <laughs> Remember what does the fox say? Yeah. Oh gosh. Oh, dude, was it? Eesh. They uh, yeah, they they'll 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 never know. <laughs> I mean, fuck, dude, Thundercats, like, I mean, a lot of the, a lot of the cartoons, like, Inspector Gadget, I mean, do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do, <laughs> like, you, I just, oh, bro, we, we can go all day on those. <laughs> right on, that was a, that was a pretty fun one. Let's see, let's see what Would You Rather brings to us. I mean, this scares me. <laughs> dude, some of these ones are pretty, they're, they're pretty funny, eh? They get you going. All right. Let's see. Go ahead and pull one there. All right. Chris, would you rather get a shoulder massage or a foot massage? Shoulder massage, man. Shoulder massage? Yeah, yeah. I'm weird about my feet. <laughs> <laughs> I would do a shoulder massage, too, only for the reason that I'm... Like, my feet are fucking ticklish, so... Yeah, that, that's me. <laughs> I'd probably kick the masseuse in the face or something <laughs> on accident. Be like a 40-year-old virgin. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I forgot about that fucking scene. <laughs> Another classic. Okay. Would you rather your voice sound like Emo or Kermit the Frog? Oh, come on. <laughs> I'm going to say Kermit, man. You going to go with Kermit? He gets Miss Piggy. Miss Piggy was hot, dude. Okay. There you go. <laughs> he right. always had someone to love. He did. Always, <laughs> he did. He did. I was going to say Elmo for the fact that he's cute, but I mean, he's Elmo's more tailored towards children. I don't want to sound like a creep. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, so, yeah, I'm going to go with Kermit, too, just so, <laughs> just so that I'm safe. <laughs> 
All right. Would you rather work with dead people in a mortuary or work in the busiest ER trauma unit in the world? Dude, give me dead people all day. Yeah? Yeah, man. Just really? Call, call, paint faces on them, whatever. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I know. Kind of weird, but I'd rather the peace and quiet. I got you. <laughs> I would like to be in the ER trauma unit, but I could only do that maybe for like a year or two. Yeah. Because, I mean, can you just imagine the stress levels that these people go through? You have a heart attack. Yeah. Like, the first year. Like, I mean, all the credit in the world to these, to our to our medical staff out Absolutely. there in the world, bro. Because they... I couldn't do it. Yeah. With COVID and all that shit, I mean, they're, they're fucking... Mis- they're, they're the real superstars, man. All right. Let's pick another one. Would you rather face a fork in the road or be forced to pick between three doors? Uh, <laughs> statistically, I'd pick the fork. Really? Well, you got a one, you know, one in fifty chance, or fifty uh, percent chance of choosing the right one. Bro, we're we're collectors by heart, so of course we're gonna go to the three doors. I don't know. <laughs> there might be a chase behind one of them. <laughs> we play that every day. <laughs> like that. The movie It, and they're having to pick yeah, it. They- <laughs> not scary at all. Let's pick that one. Let's go with that one. <laughs> oh, man. Let's go with another Would You Rather. Would you rather wear a onesie 24-7 for a year or horse head costume for a month straight? Call me Bobby Heenan. <laughs> I'm going to put a onesie on. Nice. Nice. <laughs> Um, I'll wear the horse head costume, bro, for a month. You're a freak. I get it over. (laughs) I get it over in a month, bro. I don't have to wear a onesie for a year, (laughs) and the onesie's twenty four seven, bro. So that's all you're walking around in for a full year. That's fine. That's fine. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's see what we got here. Would you rather blow your nose with sandpaper or use bubble wrap instead of toilet paper? I mean, bubble wrap? <laughs> I don't, I, don't know. I would go, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I don't know. You're going to be wiping your ass a lot with bubble wrap, yeah. but I mean, I don't have to why would you want to blow your nose with fucking sandpaper? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's, that's an off the wall one. We've never pulled that one. <laughs> All right. Would you rather have to grow, hunt, and kill your own food or eat only a Taco Bell for a year? <laughs> I already know your answer. <laughs> hunting, baby. Yeah, That's hunting all mean. day. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you better learn to hunt, man. I know. Um, I, I'll figure out something different to hunt. Because, <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't... I can't deal with the shits from Taco Bell for a full year, bro. Right? That that alone. Yeah, that alone. To make somebody <laughs> want to learn how to hunt. Ah, <laughs> uh, all right. Let's pick another one. Would you rather wear a monitor that beeps when you're lying or beeps when you're attracted to someone? <laughs> give me the give me the 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 monitor that beeps when I lie because I'd never lie. Oh, look at this guy! <laughs> beep 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 beep. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
<laughs> I would. I would wear the one that beeps when you're attracted attracted to someone. But then if I come around the rock, bro, that thing's gonna be going off oh like a fucking God. alarm. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> or Brad Pitt. Oh gosh. Or Ryan Reynolds. There you go. Jason Statham. <laughs> Sylvester Stallone. There's a lot of man crushes over here, bro. Well, I mean, sly though. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Howie Long and his amazing fucking hair. <laughs> oh, bro. All right. Would you rather pull a tooth with a pair of pliers or brand yourself with a cattle prod? <laughs> cattle prod? <laughs> yeah. Man. I used to do that as a kid. <laughs> I would never pull out any of my teeth, man. Uh, yeah, that... Teeth hurt so much more, bro, yeah. than a fucking... Cattle prod only hurts for, like, a few seconds. Yeah. I mean, burns... Yeah. Um. Yeah. I'm... I'm... <laughs> the, the the thought of metal against my teeth yeah yeah it's knock me out or give me like mad alcohol or something bro uh, for me to do that all right would you rather eat peanut butter and jelly or grilled cheese sandwiches every day pbj's 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 also Can I throw some, some banana in there too right Go Elvis Presley. Give me the Elvis. <laughs> uh, yeah, I go peanut butter and jelly all day um, to avoid uh, being constipated from know. eating fucking grilled cheese sandwiches all the time. Tolerant, man. Like, I've never been able to handle dairy or cheese. No. no. <laughs> all right, let's do another one. Would you rather have deep dish or thin crust pizza? Oh, man, that is a tough one. I'm going to have to say thin crust, though. Nice. I, I love the thin crust. And, like, the thinner, the better, the crunchier. I don't know why. I love it. Potato chips, bro. It's like a potato <laughs> yeah. chip pizza. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, Fuck yeah. I'm totally down with the thin <laughs> crust. All right. Let's get one more going, and then we'll wrap it up. Let's hope it's a good one. Okay, guys, this is a good way to end this one. Would you rather spend a year living at a nudist colony or within the Amish community? <laughs> Bro, just give me the nudist colony. All right. The Amish people work too hard. <laughs> they work way too oh, hard. Oh, man. Uh, I'm to- yeah, I'm totally down. Just do the nudist colony, bro. <laughs> we'll be like the... What the fuck? Is- uh, what's, that? what's that one dude that's walking out on the beach? It's an alcohol commercial. Is it... <laughs> it's not Seagram's. I don't Captain know which Morgan one it is. But no, it's not Captain Morgan. I can't remember which <laughs> one it is, but yeah, I'll be like that dude. <laughs> oh man! And just like that, guys, the Funkaholics podcast is coming to an end. That's what happens when we talk about what we love, and we definitely do love us some Razor Ramon, Scott Hall. May he rest in peace. Heaven got a bad guy. And from from all the. Bad guys here, just trying to uh, get what's coming to them. We miss you. Absolutely. Couldn't have said it better. Guys, we are going to leave you with one of the greatest quotes that I've ever heard from wrestling. And no, I'm not going to tell you guys to say your prayers and eat your vitamins. 
Hard work pays off. Dreams come true. Bad times don't last. But bad guys do. Hey, yo. Guys, we will catch you on the next episode. You guys take care. Chris. Hey, thanks for having me, bud. Absolutely, bro. Thank you for coming on. Guys, that's the Funkaholics Podcast. It's F-U-N-K-A-H-O-L-I-K-S. We are on every major podcast platform. Download us wherever, whenever. We're here for you. You guys take care. We'll see you soon. There it goes, finally. (laughs) Ah, guys, sorry about that. Just a little technical difficulty. Let me get back to this for you real quick. We will catch you sometime very soon. Be looking out for episode 100.